unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Back in those days, I was always searching for this balance between the various aspects of my life. And I think the gospel is a really good framework to be able to help me achieve that. So if you're sort of looking for life balance, which doesn't exist, by the way, <laughs> this is probably, you know, the gospel is probably a good place to start because it gives you, it helps you to prioritize your life to those things that are most important that will leave a legacy, not you know, even after, after you die but it gives you hope that there's something that's better after this life as well. Welcome back, everyone, to Saints Unscripted. Today we have with us a very special guest hailing from Adelaide, Australia. We have Casper Yao with us. Casper, um, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. We're, we're going to hear uh, a little bit about your your conversion story today. It's probably one unlike any we've had on the show before, um, but I'll let you kind of explain. Uh, we'll get into that when we get into it, but uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about uh, maybe your family, if that's okay, and uh, and how life is going for you so far. Sure, great. Um, my name is Casper Yao. I'm, uh, as David said, I'm in Adelaide, Australia. Uh, I am uh, I'm married to Tina, and we have four children, ranging from uh, 14 to 20, uh, all still living at home. <laughs> uh, originally, I migrated to Adelaide from Kuala Lumpur, um, Malaysia. Uh, that's where I was born. Uh, so I'm Malaysian, but of Chinese descent. Uh, so we're about fifth. We were about fifth generation Malaysian Chinese. So we came here in 1982, um, and I now work at the University of Adelaide as a uh, technology business analyst. Um, and yeah, life's pretty good. Um, calling in the church, uh, I'm a bishop at the moment, been a bishop for about a year and a half, um, uh, loving it. And uh, that is I. <laughs> Well, good to meet you. Good to meet you, Casper. Um, so coming from Malaysia, uh, I can't imagine Christianity is too popular there. You weren't born into the church. Were you of, a, no. of an Eastern religion at that time? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a melting pot. So I, I actually went to a Catholic uh, primary school. Okay. Uh, so there is a fair bit of Christianity there, mm -hmm. uh, but the predominant religion there is uh is islam or muslim uh, uh you know muslim um so it's a real melting pot there's hinduism uh, a lot of indians there are a lot of chinese so so uh it's all sorts down there turns out i i ended up going back there on my mission <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so your family in malaysia and growing up uh what what religion were you so we were buddhists um so yeah right from the get-go we were okay went to temples all that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> so this is a kind of a unique story for our channel how do you get from buddhism to the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints when were you introduced to the church uh so first 
ever connection with the church was through a school friend. Um, and so I would have been probably six, 15 or 16. And this was one of those guys that you hate, right? He did, he did everything well. He, he, he played, uh, he, he was a really good basketballer and he was, uh, you know, he did really well uh, at, at school. Um, as it turns out, he's now a, uh, a heart surgeon. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he kind of carried on <laughs> from there. Uh, but one, one of the things that struck me back in those days was how polite and respectful he was, even though I was uh, the new boy in the school and really not, wasn't one of the popular kids or anything like that. I wasn't good at study. He wasn't good at sport. <laughs> and he was. Um, but yeah, that, that struck me. But I really didn't look into the church. All I knew was he went away for a couple of years after school and never saw him for two years. And then he, he popped up again uh, when he got back. When was the first time you, you went to church? Um, so he, this guy here wrote me into church basketball. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, about three quarters of the team was from uh, high school. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> members of the church. <laughs> so, um, so that was my first, uh, yeah, sort of, I never went to church during those days at all. Um, was, we, we weren't, we weren't practicing Buddhists. We were, we sort of went with the traditions and I have a great auntie who lives, who's lived with us ever since my sister was born. Um, and, you know, we had the altar and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so we, we sort of did it, but we sort of didn't. You know, it was just kind of like hanging across on your wall and that sort of thing. Um, so we weren't, we, weren't hard, we weren't hardcore. We were just by tradition. We were Buddhists. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it was through this friend that, uh, your interest in the church was kind of peaked. Is that right? Nope. Oh, nope. well, <laughs> okay, so when did you start becoming interested in, so, uh, so you sort of fast forward a couple of years and, uh, I'm out of high school. I'm, I'm at university and, um, uh, my dad's business goes belly up because, and, uh, we have everything taken away from us, house, car, everything. And so it was a pretty difficult time in my life, and I ended up working uh, in a factory. Um, so I was at work, and uh, I think one day, and came home, and Mum said that the missionaries, some missionaries, had dropped by from the church, and uh, and you know, it's from the the Mormon church, and you know, all I knew about the Mormon church was my friend, but still thought it was a cult. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, so. Because um, at that time I was actually attending uh, a local church, and it was a uniting church. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that sort of uh, like is uh, a, a Christian denomination. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, so you, I got some some uh, opinions from there as well. And uh, but anyway, just to cut a long story short, my mom and my sister. Uh, they came knocking on the door one rainy day and uh, they, and it was raining outside and they took pity on them and on the oh, let, let them into the house and for a drink. And uh, little did they know that their car was like parked two, two houses down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, 
yeah, they took the, the lessons. They were called discussions back then. There were like five or six booklets. And, uh, and very soon after that, they decided to be baptized. Um, and I was pretty you know, surprised. I wasn't upset. I was, like, it didn't really worry me too much. I did you know, sort of mention the cult word a couple of times and just from what I've heard. Um, and then my dad joined the church, which really surprised me, uh, probably about two or three months after, I think, uh, just, uh, and, um, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, so I, you know, I kind of thought I'd lose friends. And so I had my circle of friends. I thought I'd lose them and all that sort of stuff, you know, all the, all the normal, normal fears you would have. Uh, and, uh, it took me quite a little while. Uh, so between now and me, then and me joining the church, I got dragged to church from time to time and to firesides and, and stuff like that. Um, so I went through a whole bunch of missionaries. Like I can't remember how many companionships I went through, but there were lots of them. They, they all, you know, he gave this prodigal son a shot to see whether they can break in and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're real successful um and in the meantime i'm playing basketball on p days with the missionaries so i'm getting to know quite a few of these guys I really like them and i thought they were really cool um and then one sunday they took me to a fireside and uh i sat sort of in front of where the chorister would be and this young lady was that was choristering. I was looking at her going, wow. <laughs> and just had that feeling going, well, you know, if you to deserve something like that, you're going to have to do something about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and started then from then on, I started to take the lessons a little bit more seriously and, you know, keep the commitments and do a little bit of reading and a bit of praying and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> And when they taught me about the plan of salvation, that's really what sort of hit home for me. Um, that really resonated with me big time. And, you know, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't so much at the beginning, it wasn't Book of Mormon, it wasn't Joseph Smith, it was actually the plan of salvation because it just made sense to me. Mm. Is um, there a specific part that really resonated with you or just the whole thing in general? Just the whole thing in general, um, just to sort of the end to end you know story if you like yeah. you know it sort of answers a lot of questions around you know our god is a fair god he gives everybody a chance you know there's repentance there is you know there's it's ne and it's not a heaven or hell type situation right it's not black and white and that i thought yep that that works for me and uh it's a biggie for me too yeah 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 and uh so one sunday very soon after that after went to church, went to sacrament, uh, well, actually went to, went to church, and then on the way home, I was driving home with mom, and uh, sort of casually said to her, "Hey, mom, um, getting baptized next week. <laughs> Hope you can make it." <laughs> and uh, I think we almost had a car crash because she was driving. <laughs> oh, wow! So incidentally, that girl that I saw who was chorusing, I'm still friends with her. She still doesn't know it was her. Uh, <laughs> Well, she might after this episode publishes. Well, we don't. No, I don't think she will. To be honest. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I got baptized and, and uh, ended up. Then very soon after that, decided to serve a mission and ended up in the Singapore 
uh, Singapore mission. Um, and yeah, the, the rest is history, as they say. So uh, how long after your family was baptized did you get baptized? Uh, about two years. <laughs> so it was a quite, quite a long time. Um, did, they, did they pressure you at all during those two years? No. Nope. I mean, you mentioned they took you to some firesides and whatnot, yeah. but, but they didn't, they didn't uh, want to force you into anything. Not really. No, they, they, they always invited me to the church and, you know, probably 80% of the time I said, nah, I've got better things to do. Um, and, uh, you know, in the meantime, I'm trying to reconcile my, my life, you know, and when I started taking it seriously, I'm trying to go, okay, how's this going to work going down the track with my friends and the people I know now. And, uh, uh, it's funny that my high school friends are still, you know, uh, caught up with uh, a bunch of them. We we would catch up every couple of months. Uh, they're still my friends, you know. And uh, so, you know, after that initial storm, we go, oh, Casper's getting baptized into the Mormon church. Uh, everything kind of settled and everything, you know, they, they realized that I hadn't changed. I'm still the same guy, still goofy and, you know, uncoordinated and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so. Do, do they think you're in a cult? No, I don't think so. My school friends weren't actually religious, so it didn't matter to them. Uh, and they knew they knew the other guy, uh, you know, the one that I, I played basketball with. They all played in his team, <laughs> these guys. So they knew he was a good guy. So no, not really. Didn't get a lot of. I I didn't run into a lot of anti, to be honest with you. Um, my parents did when they when they first decided to join the church. Uh, so I didn't. I was really fortunate in that I wasn't one of those that had to ask the parents for permission to be baptized and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I never ran into that. And, um, you know, and very soon after I joined church, I left on my mission. Uh, and how did you, how did you come to that decision? Because I mean, that's a, that's not a decision that, that is easy for a lot of people to make, especially if, if you know you were Buddhist and then you were kind of looking into some other Christian churches and then you decide to join our church and how long after you were baptized, did you serve your mission? Uh, exactly a year, almost exactly a year. See, that's a, that's, that year goes by quick. How, mm. how make such a tough decision so, so quickly. Uh, I think it was the example of the missionaries which, you know, who I hung, hung out with a, a fair bit. And I thought, I looked at these guys and go, man, they've, they've got it together. You know, and, you know, they're, they're not really like into themselves or anything like that. They're pretty humble and, but they're really good at what they do. You know, some of these guys were amazing. My gauge was back in those days was sports, right? And these guys were amazing athletes. Some of these guys that I played with and, you know, they were, they were intelligent. You know, I sort of aspired to be like them. So part of that journey was becoming, you know, to, to serve a mission. Plus, you know, I'm one of those guys that if I, if I watch a good movie, I want to tell everybody. And uh, so it was almost a natural, uh, natural course of action for me. Yeah. Um, funny story. I went back and obviously going back to where I used to live, I still have a lot of relatives back there. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up back in Kuala Lumpur and my grand, so Asian, you know, uh, what are you doing wasting your time 
two years and not even getting paid. My grandpa, this is my grandfather who was still alive back then. And, uh, and he's pretty wealthy. So when we're moving, we're moving uh, apartments, you know, he offers to send his chauffeur to, set, to, to carry all the furniture and stuff like that. No, no, granddad, that's not how it works. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up teaching one of um, the people that worked for him, and she joined the church, uh, which was interesting. Didn't have any success with my, my relatives, though. <laughs> so how was your mission overall? Was it what you expected? Was it tougher than you thought it would be? It was a little bit of both. You know, it was familiar territory. I spoke the language. I spoke a couple of languages. So I speak Cantonese. I speak Malay, uh, Bahasa. Uh, so for me to get around a little bit, uh, it was easy. And, to, you know, um, it was an interesting mission because it's not, it's called the Singapore mission, but it kept, back in those days, it covered Malaysia, which included Borneo, uh, included Indonesia. India had just split off into its own mission. Uh, Pakistan was in that mission. Wow. Uh, Sri, Sri Lanka was in that mission. Uh, so we were just sort of country hopping most of the time because uh, we're on limited visas and stuff like that. Um, only the guys that worked in Singapore had uh, had, had uh, work work visas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wore pastel shirts. We never wore a tie. <laughs> Um, didn't have badges because predominantly they're Muslim countries. So, you know, we didn't go there. Um, so it was pretty interesting. So now yeah, it's not, been, not your normal mission. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's been, uh, what, uh, what, what, what was the year you said? How many years? Is 92. It? So 92, I joined, joined the church. Okay. Uh, so, so that now. makes it. I was born in 91, so. <laughs> so I think 29 years, I think. Okay. Is, is that right? Is that about right? Yeah, that's I think. close yeah. enough. I'm not a numbers guy, but yeah, <laughs> about 29 years. So now you're a yeah, big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so. and, and how are things going for you in the church nowadays? I'm sure you've you know, learned a lot since 1992. And as a bishop, what you're doing as a member of the church is a lot more involved probably than, you know, any other. Oh, yeah. Had. Um, how's it going? Yeah, good. So I spent, prior to being bishop, I was eight and a half years in the stake presidency. Ah, well, um, so, you know, he's kind of saw all sorts of stuff. Uh, the no leader is, is perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is, you know, and, and uh, and I see time and time again, people getting offended by church leaders and, you know, and they don't realize that these are just human beings They're not, they put them on a pedestal and they get disappointed because, you know, they don't do something or they've done something that wasn't quite, you know, uh, yeah. quite right in their eyes and, and all that sort of stuff. And they leave, uh, they leave church or, or have a chip on their shoulder right throughout their church lives. The sub prevents them feeling the spirit. And eventually that wears on them, you know, and uh, has consequences for them uh, personally. So, yeah, I see a lot of that. But I still, I still love, I, I, I love church and I love, you know, obviously love the Savior um, for his example. And, um, you know, he's the only perfect being I can look to to actually go, okay, I'm never going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Great. Uh, um, 
you know, it, it gives me a framework to live my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, and gives me context, you know, just about everything that happens to me, I can sort of put it in the, somewhere, I can hang this off somewhere and it makes sense, you know, in, in that sort of gospel lens, which is why I love, I love the gospel. Um, it works for me. Yeah. So I've got two questions for you. The first question is, uh, before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts? Is there anything you'd like to share that, that you haven't gotten out yet? It's a cycle. You know, you get, you go through the pride cycle as a church member, you know, there are times when you're like, you're all the way up there and you're almost perfect. You think, <laughs> but then there's other times where you're sort of like, you know, you haven't read your scriptures for weeks or, or something like that. So, you know, that, that's, that's normal. And, you know, I think, I think self-awareness is really, really important. And, uh, to be able to acknowledge that you haven't done those things and you probably should, um, and, and just go ahead and just get it done, but don't be too hard on yourself. Cause that's what repentance is for. I, li- I really like the sort of, you know, how repentance is now. I think we have the true definition of repentance, which is change as opposed to being linked to digging yourself out of sin and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, that that is so important for people to understand, and uh, you know, a lot of times people move away from the church because they feel bad about themselves and about the stuff that they they don't think they can come back from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any, there will hardly be anybody where that's coming back to church is not possible if they just make that decision. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, for those who sort of have found things discover things on the internet about church, you know, you're going to, it's a little bit like deciding you're going to buy a red car. You're going to find red cars. You're going to, you're going to notice red cars all over the place. It's really about intent. If you want to, if you want to know that the church is true, you'll find evidence that the church is true. But if your intent is to find stuff about the church that proves that it's not true, you'll find that too. Mm. So I think it's a matter of choosing to believe and, uh, you know, I, I think that's really important as well. Yeah, it's kind of kind of what faith is all about at the end of the day. If if you're absolutely, if, absolutely, if you're academically uh, or intellectually forced to to choose one side or the other, then that's it's not exactly it's not exactly faith. That I don't think uh, being no. forced to make a, cho- a choice isn't isn't really faith. But you know. Wise words, wise words. I appreciate that. And my last question for you is, uh, there are a lot of people out there that right now are perhaps in the mindset about the church that you were in back in 1991, where they look at it, maybe they don't pay much attention to it. Maybe they think it's uh, a bit culty. What would you say to your 1991 self if you had the opportunity i think i mentioned just now that you know religion in general is a framework of sorts that sort of helps you to view the world a certain way and if you know you could pick one off the shelf um that's sort of ready made and you can sort of use that 
or you can make one up yourself. And it's really hard to actually make one up yourself. <laughs> that sort of covers everything. Um, so I've, you know, I've been exposed to Buddhism, obviously being brought up in it. Uh, I love the, philosophy, the Buddhist philosophy. Um, and in fact, I love, I love the philosophy of most religions. There's sort of a common thread of being a good person. Yeah. Um, and loving others. Yeah. Yeah. So I, of all the religions that I've come across, I, I chose the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, because it it gave me, like I said, a framework to live my life and gives you, you know, everything that, because we've got so much information coming in at the moment through the net and all that sort of stuff. It sort of gives you somewhere to sort of hang information on and to filter out the stuff that's that doesn't make sense according to the gospel. And, uh, so I think it gives that gives me a peace peace of mind. It, um, I don't get information overload because I can, through the gospel, I can decide what to leave out and what to bring in into my life. Mm. Um, and you know, people people tend to separate religion from the rest of your life, but actually, religion started for me. The gospel is the overarching framework and everything, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, uh, you know, intellectual, all those sorts of things sort of fall under that banner of spiritual. Mm. Back in those days, I was always searching for this balance between the various aspects of my life. And I think the gospel is a really good framework to be able to uh, help me achieve that. So if you're sort of looking for life balance, which doesn't exist, by the way, <laughs> this is probably, you know, the gospel is probably a good place to start because it gives you, it helps you to prioritize your life to those things that are really, that, that are most important, um, that will leave a legacy, not you know, even after, after you die, but it gives you hope that there's something that's better after this life as well. So I used to be afraid of death, right? And after I, you know, after I joined the church and embraced the gospel in my life, uh, doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Give you a different perspective, a different paradigm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really, I really like what you said about, uh, you know, how, how our religion isn't, isn't something that you just kind of check at the door, you know, or, mm. um, I always think when, when talking about this, I always think about, um, how sometimes at sporting events, people kind of leave their their beliefs and their ethics at the door. And in sporting events, you know, as fans, anything goes. And you can, you know, shout obscenities at, at the fans of the other team, and it's all just fine. And then once you walk out those doors, then you you bring your religion back into your life. Like, <laughs> almost. Um, but I love what you're saying. Like, that, that's not something that, at least that's not something we should be doing as Latter-day Saints or as Christians in general. Uh, our, our faith should be permeating every aspect of our lives, as you, as you mentioned. Um, anyways, yeah. Casper, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. It's been a, been a good chat. It doesn't uh, feel like an interview. It just feels like a chat. Uh, I really enjoyed that. 
I, I prefer chats over interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If people have uh, questions for you, can how can they contact you? Can they leave comments in the comment section? Is that that would that uh, be- Yeah, yeah, probably just to start with. I think that's that's probably the best way. Uh, happy to answer any questions. I have some social media uh, channels. Like in terms of Facebook and stuff like that, so if people want to look me up, they can they can do that. Uh, yeah, happy to connect up for sure. Sounds good. All right, Casper. Well, I hope you have a great day. Tell your family hi for us, and uh, thanks for all the work you're doing in the church. Will do. Thank you very much. Really pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.